Hey everyone, welcome back to Unmute, and today we have a special guest, and we're going to be talking about podcasting and gear and all that good stuff. So I want to introduce a friend of the show, JC. Say hello. How are you? Hey, Marty. It's so good to finally be a special guest of honor on Unmute Presence, and uh, yeah, so happy to talk to the listeners about audio and podcasting and the like because everybody here is audio enthusiasts around here so (laughs) yeah so welcome 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 so uh why don't we start off why don't you tell us how you got started in podcasting oh where do i begin oh boy (laughs) um it started back oh well i won't go into tapes or whatnot because that'll be too long of a rant but what i'll say is that it started back in 2008-2009, somewhere around those time frames, and I stumbled across the Olympus WS-321M voice recorder and WMA music player. I purchased it from a site called recorders.com, and that site is actually still around, believe it or not. That site is, uh, it sells they sell um, digital voice recorders from Olympus, Philips, and all those others made for dictation type stuff. So I bought that and I used that for a while. It was somewhat accessible thanks to the audible beeps, but it did not have voice guidance. And that was a big accessibility downfall, so to speak. And I was not able to navigate around without the use of either a sighted friend or a family member to tell me what the menu functions are. So I back That's always a bummer when you have things that aren't accessible. I mean, you always got to have tools that are accessible. It makes it really difficult when things are not accessible. So we do the best we can, right? Yes, yes, yes. We do the best we can out of it. And, you know, as the old saying goes, if you at first you don't succeed, try, try again. So, Or buy new gear. Yes, yes, buy new gear. Exactly. (laughs) So I, nonetheless, I still used it. The quality was excellent. The microphone was superb. I was able to use it to record uh, your typical everyday stuff, like random sounds or family chatter. (laughs) Of course, I had to get permission from family members because, of course, you have to, in order to record, you have to get authorization and permission. Otherwise, if you record someone without permission, they would say, hey, what about, why didn't you ask the person to record so <laughs> i i bet people got into that sit with a predicament where you ask someone to record and then you hit the record button by mistake and then you say oh i forgot to ask the person <laughs> yeah so how long did you use the digital recorder before you actually got your first actual you know podcasting gear i used it from 2009 all the way up to i would say 2010 and that was when the recorder's battery compartment malfunctioned. One of the hinges broke. So in order for me to resolve that, I would have to put a piece of tape on the battery compartment door to make it stick. Otherwise, if the tape was off, the battery compartment door would fall off. And that was the end of it. And uh, But frankly, I did search, as you said, for new gear. And I found the Olympus DS30. I'm not sure if any of the folks on the podcast heard about the DS30. Is that an actual microphone itself, or is that still like a digital recorder? It's still a digital recorder. It's still from Olympus, but 
It has the same features as the WS321, the same audible beeps, but you also get voice guidance, which doesn't talk to... It talks through some of the menus, but not all of it. For example, when you go in the menu and you go to the set date and time option, you press the record or select button, and then you just get a series of beeps. So you have to, again, get sighted help to adjust the date and time. But the other settings is voice guide enabled. Like you can set the recording level, the playback setting, the uh, noise cancellation, all those options that are existing today, you could set that up in a little compact recorder. And it did have a music player as well. But the nice thing about it is it had the ability to download podcasts. And it came with a software called the DSS Player Pro 7 software that ran on Windows XP all the way up to Windows Vista. And I used that one, and it was accessible with JAWS at the time because I was using JAWS on my Windows XP computer. And I used that for a while until the USB port malfunctioned, and that was the end of that. So I wasn't able to use the recorder that much because the USB port malfunctioned. When did you get your actual first podcasting gear, microphone, headphones, all that kind of stuff? And how did you decide what you wanted to get? The first equipment that I ever stumbled across was thanks to a podcast known as Blind Cool Tech BCT, which was a good podcast that was uh, hosted by Larry Scoochcon. If you guys have heard of this gentleman, Larry Scoochcon, unfortunately, he retired from American Printing House for the Blind. And at that time, there were people contributing to the podcast, and one of the contributors goes by the name of Christian Wawell from the UK. And he, unlike all of us, are audio enthusiasts as well. And he did, uh, he did a demo of the Behringer Podcast Studio USB podcasting kit, and it came with everything. Now, it was version 1. It was not version 2. I didn't get version 2 until later, which I'll get to later. But I used the version 1 And at the time I heard it, I was like, oh, I think I should buy that. But, you know, I had to wait because at the time it was still out and I was still using my USB microphone, the desktop microphone, which was the Blue Snowball. And I decided, well, since I want to get into podcasting, I figured I would get into it. So I bought my first podcasting kit back in 2016. And, uh, Surprisingly enough, I still have the original podcasting kit. I still have it, believe it or not, but it's actually in storage because we moved from Puerto Rico to New York and everything, including all of my podcasting equipment, got moved over to storage. So unfortunately, I can't I'm not using that at the moment because, like I said, it's in storage. But when I got it, it was very easy to set up. The only downside is there was no mix minus whatsoever no mix minus there was no um ability to silence voiceover or whatnot in the mix or jaws or whatever and uh, that was a big accessibility down uh, well actually i wouldn't say accessibility it was a big audio downfall because mix minus is a feature where if you want to take voiceover or speech out of the mix it would take all of the audio minus your voice so every 
mostly all audio equipment today comes with the mix minus function. So, right. So then you use that for a while. And yep, I that, did. Yep. how long did you use that for that setup? 2016 all the way up to 2020. Okay. So then in 2020, when you decided, all right, it's time to upgrade my gear again a little bit, something you've been podcasting for a while, you've been uh, doing it, you've been enjoying it. So you know, the podcasting is going to be something you want to stick with. So how did you start investigating new gear and then make the decision on whatever new gear you ended up purchasing? I always do my research. Whenever a new equipment comes around at a specific price range, I always look at the pros and cons. I look at the mainstream reviews, YouTube reviews, if any, and or audio reviews. And one of the things I looked one of the uh, ways I looked into it is by listening to various podcast episodes from, you know, blindness friends that share uh, that use the same equipment and talked about that uh, the equipment from a blindness perspective and that is when i got into you know finding out what equipment work what equipment doesn't work and the best music store that i ever purchased from was sweetwater.com and it still is to this day and the nice thing about sweetwater compared to other shopping sites like amazon you get free tech support and a free two-year warranty on any product. So if you need a replacement for an accessory or if something gets damaged or if a cable or whatnot, you can call Sweetwater's tech support and they can send you either a replacement unit or something else similar at no additional cost, which I have had great satisfaction, some great positive feedback with Sweetwater, and I cannot say how Sweetwater has been to me when it comes to searching for new equipment. So I did find the Zoom PodTrack P4 and a gentleman by the name of Tim Cummings. If you guys ever come to the ACB community karaoke calls every Saturday nights hosted or actually uh, facilitated by Cindy Hollis and Mika White. If you have ever gone to karaoke and listened to uh, Tim's recordings, that was recorded using the PodTrack P4. I still have the PodTrack P4 and I used that one from uh, the beginning of 2020 all the way until 2021, and it still holds up. But the problem with that is there was no talking menus. I had to write a cheat sheet on what the menu systems were, and I had to go through the menus, and if I make one wrong move, I would have to either reset the unit or turn the unit off and you know, then some. But the microphone preamps were great. The headphone preamp was excellent, uh, despite the humming noise. <laughs> but overall, it was a pretty good uh, product. It has a recording feature with an SD card. Unfortunately, the menus were inaccessible, and the only way to resolve it is to memorize a whole plethora of menu options. And I couldn't for the life of me remember every single top level menu. So that frustrated me to pieces. I will I want to throw that P4 out the window, but I don't want to because that's money well spent and that recorder costed a $100. Actually it was two uh, 219 when I bought it. 
So what microphone were you using? Well, you're using the P4 because you got the new P4. That was your right. interface. And then yep. what microphone did you get? And how did you decide on the microphone that you got? I got the microphone that nearly every studio has, the Shure SM58. And I know this may sound crazy, but <laughs> you might be saying or asking yourself, this SM58, that's used for singing. Well, yes, it is used for live performances, but podcasters have used the SM58 for podcasting because of its great overall responsiveness of how the microphone is placed in front of you because it is, believe it or not, a cardioid microphone which picks up sounds in front of you and reject sounds from the rear and from the back. So I really enjoyed that microphone and I've used that and I still have it to this day. And how I got this microphone was pretty simple. After I got my P4, I didn't have the microphone. I was just getting started. I was in the middle of listening to a review from Tim Cummings and uh, he talked about what accessories are needed in order to power this little baby podcaster of a kit or a podcaster of a device. And he mentioned a microphone. And after speaking to a couple of ACB community friends, such as uh, Tim Cummings and Cindy Hollis, uh, Tim recommended me to get the SM58. And long and behold, based on his recommendation, I got the SM58. And I also got a Muvo microphone stand, thanks to Cindy Hollis from ACB. She was the one who also recommended me the mic stand. And I also received an extra mic uh, cable as a backup from Michael Moran. So thanks to the help of the community friends from ACB, uh, the ACB community friends, they were able to help me in deciding uh, what accessory works with the P4 and whatnot. Awesome. So you used that for a while and time goes on. And then you've got some new gear since then. You're not using the same microphone. I'm not sure. Are you still using the same interface or did you get a new interface since then and a new microphone? I got a new interface and a new microphone. I still have my current setup, but I now save it as what they call a uh, secondary backup solution. So in case this one goes haywire or if I need to swap out, which I've never done, although I do keep it as a backup, I have like four microphones in a handy little compartment. I have a case that I got for Christmas. My mom bought me a microphone case that has four microphones and uh, apart from this one this one is you can tell i'm tapping on it this is the audio technica bphs1 broadcast stereo headset with dynamic boom microphone and it's a great microphone which picks up great clarity from the front and rejects everything from the back uh, it's a rather good microphone. And the interface I'm using is the Vocaster 1 from Focusrite. That's the so, kind of interface that I have now. So your microphone and your headset is one piece or they're two different things? It's, it's one piece but two different connectors. The headphone connects right into the interface, which is a uh, three point, uh, 6.33, sorry, a 6.33 connector. And on the back is a standard three-pin XLR adapter that connects directly to the interface itself. Oh, cool. And is that what you're talking on right now? 
Yes, yes. I yeah, am talking really on it clean, right now. Actually, yes. So. Yep. And now it I doesn't guess you require... uh, have it on your head, and so you can kind of move around. You're not stuck to a microphone on the stand, so you can actually move around a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I was about to say, you don't have to turn on phantom power. And I even if I did turn on phantom power, it didn't damage the mic either way because it is a boom microphone. So I can have it right here in front, or I can put it right there on the top, but you won't hear me because I just pointed up. So if I pointed down straight in front of me, it picks up the clear ambiance of my voice. So if I were to, you know, say whoop whoop and clap, they would be able to hear me so long as I'm not too far off from the uh, distance of the microphone. The problem I had with the SM58 is that I had to move completely towards the microphone and I was getting tired of moving to the microphone to pick up my voice and I was like all right that's it I would like to get a headset microphone so for my 31st birthday which was last year my mom bought me the headset microphone from Sweetwater and yeah, that's how I got the microphone as a birthday gift. So now I don't have to worry about, as you said, Marty, worrying about moving around. And, you know, my my head is the tripod and the microphone is right in front of me. So <laughs> my head is the yeah. tripod. <laughs> that's really cool. And on that headset and microphone, can you use it directly into the computer without an interface or it still also needs an interface? No, you have to get an interface that works solely with it. Sweetwater does sell a USB adapter that has a USB and an XLR connector, mm-hmm. but the audio is, I wouldn't say terrible, but the audio is not that good when it comes to using right. it with uh uh, with the Vocaster, and you'll talk, you'll mention that in a second. It has DSP, which stands for Digital Signal Processing Effects, built right into the mixer. So right now you're hearing me on the radio preset, which is many, you know, made for NPR style broadcast or whatnot. And the, you have other presets too, but I like the radio preset because it has crisp, clean audio. As long as I don't mess up the preset or touch any buttons, I'm perfectly fine with that. And I know cool. Michael, who also is on the podcast and is monitoring, also has the same equipment I am using, but he's also using a different microphone more so than I'm using. But all microphones sound uh, different depending on what microphone you're using. So yeah, to each um, his own. I'm also using a Vocaster on the home studio, and I'm using actually a different microphone than both of you. I'm actually using the Rode Pod microphone on the home studio with the Vocaster. So... Uh, it sounds good. I don't use any filters or anything on on the on the uh, Rode microphone that I'm using. It just runs straight, clean, and it sounds great. I don't need any filtering or anything. So, so you're using a clean preset on your end. Yep. Oh, okay. So I guess uh, I guess that suits me. Maybe I'll experiment next time. I'll experiment in the future using the clean preset. Yeah, every microphone is a little different depending on the microphone and all that. Uh, I had a different microphone that I was using, and I was using one of the presets, which gave it a little more um, that radio-style tone that you were talking about. But then when I got some new microphones, the Rode didn't need to have that preset. It just sounds really clean, really good without having any presets on it. So Uh, Okay. 
But in any case, you also are running the Vocaster, and there's an an interesting story behind you getting the Vocaster. So you want to talk about that a little bit? Because that turned out to be a real interesting story for you, right? Yes, yes. So when I initially did my research on the next equipment, the next chapter in recording and podcasting, I looked around through various uh, web resources, as it may, and different uh, podcasting uh, shows to see what interests me. And I listened to a podcast talking about the vocaster, and he interviewed a gentleman by the name of Daniel Hughley, and he is the senior marketing manager of Focusrite Audio Engineering. And at the end of the podcast, he gave out his work email, and if people had any questions, so on and so forth. And so I emailed him, and I said, uh, specifically, I told him, I love my current audio interface, but the menus are inaccessible and my birthday is coming up. Could you see if you could possibly send me a vocaster unit? And I got an email because in order to, you know, uh, do so in order to, you know, make that happen, he has to talk with his team and all that. And I'm like, okay, cool. This was, uh, last year in 2022, I got an email that I told uh, that I told him in a previous follow-up that I downloaded the Vocaster Hub software because it does come with the Vocaster Hub software that will let you control the interface. And I told him, hey, I just wanted to let you know that I downloaded the software. I set it up on my computer. And once that was done, I got an email back and he said, hey, I just want to let you know that I sent you a free Vocaster unit. Happy birthday. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And I didn't have to pay a single buck to get that vocaster. That vocaster was sent for free at no charge. That's super awesome. That was a, yeah. a nice surprise, I bet, for your birthday. Yep, it was. I was super excited. I thought it was going to be delivered on Wednesday because I did check the shipping. But when I checked the shipping a couple of days later, it said alpha delivery expected by Monday. And I'm like, oh, all right, I guess I guess I don't have to worry about waiting that long for the package to arrive. Yeah, that's pretty it, cool. It shipped all the way from California. Yeah, so <laughs> you know how the shipping goes. So besides the gear, what, going back a little bit, just right. with the podcasting, you know, part—not necessarily the gear, but your content. You know, what made you want to podcast, and what was the content you started podcasting with? Well, I'll make this as brief as I can. Uh, a long time ago, I used to be on an internet radio station called KJSC Radio, where all your music plays. And it was run by a gentleman by the name of Jonathan Candler. And uh, I won't share stories about that because, you know, how long-winded that is. But suffice it to say, I ran my own radio station called DJ Mac Radio where the listeners matter. And that started in 2016 until 2018 when it gone completely haywire and kaboop. And unfortunately, that show is no more. But that got me into podcasting. And I really 
really wanted to bring the listeners into playing whatever I want. You know how, you know, radio stations, for example, with Jack FM, their slogan is playing what we want, but I didn't want to copy what Jack FM played. I want to kind of put my own interpretation of what I want to play based on my own playlist of music that I had in my, what they formerly known as iTunes, but now Apple Music Library, so to speak. So I put a playlist of songs and I put them in this app called DJ Pro. Well, now it's called DJ Pro AI, but it used to be called DJ Pro, but now they changed it to DJ Pro AI. And I played all the songs with the jingles, sweepers and all that. And that was when I really got into podcasting. And I even produced a girls only talk show Cool. All right. So then that takes us to today and the current uh, day. So you have a podcast that you're doing now. And so how did that start? And what is that all about? So that started in 2021. This was right during the middle of a pandemic. I decided to call up one of my good buddies, Preston Gaylor. Uh, Preston Gaylor is a really good friend of KJSC Radio, the former ladder. And I got into talks on starting a podcast. And I had a vision of creating a podcast that talked about uh, not only technology from a blind person's perspective, but also have, you know, entertainment like jokes and laugh and, of course, performances. And the goal was to get this show up and running. And in 2021, I started what is now known as VisionCast with JC and Friends, and I am now presumably the podcast director. So whenever interviews come up or if I need to communicate with the team, I let them know what's happening. And if we need to uh, talk about what needs to be said on the uh, podcast, and we do various uh, segments. We do 2020 tech updates where we talk about the latest news of the week that's making headlines. We do randomness at the top of the second hour where we talk about nothing but randomness. And we also talk about uh, various activities that uh, various uh, events that go on throughout the blindness community. Like if there's conventions happening or if there's special events that are interest to the blind community, we talk about that. But we mainly joke off and have a good time. And uh, there's no profanity, so you're not expecting foul language on this podcast. So we do keep it clean. And uh, we have a couple of members join us. Some stay and some go. But it's all good. And we just geek out and have a good time. And That's it's the called, most important thing, right? Yes, yes. We geek out and have a good time. And it's called Vision Cast with JC and Friends. And it, it's not A-N-D. It's with the and symbol attached. And it used to be called Vision Cast with JC and Preston. But with so many team members added every week, we decided to rebrand it as what is now known as Vision Cast with JC and Friends. And we just got done recording... Our last episode, which was yesterday, and every Wednesday, we have our normal episode, once a Wednesday, called the VC Tech Lounge. And then every second Wednesday, we have what's called Showcase Heaven with Angela 3011, and Angela is one of our other producers. And we play uh, live performances, 
no original company, uh, no original track from the original artist allowed. Uh, we do have like people submit like karaoke content, similar to what ACB community does with their open mic nights and karaoke, uh, community karaoke format. And uh, we have people submit songs, either covers or originals. It could be both. And uh, like, as you said, we just geek out and have a good time. And we do insert bloopers. And I won't give too much away from this episode. But when you guys listen to the episode on your favorite podcatcher, you'll be able to listen to all the fun randomness and the bloopers that was inserted for yesterday's episode, which is at this time being edited as we record this. But uh, by the time you guys listen to the episode later, it will be available for download on whatever platform you happen to find us on. Awesome. So why don't you tell everyone how they can get a hold of you if they want to reach out to you? Oh, gosh. Um, first of all, uh, thanks again, Marty and Michael, for having me. I am super excited to be a part of the Unmute Presence team. I know things get busy around these parts, but I am super excited to do my first appearance and my first interview. It may be a learning curve for some of you guys, but I'm sure we will learn something new, as they always say. For me, you can contact me. Of course, I'll be around the ACB community. I do show up there, so if you intend to send feedback and you hear my voice and you say, is that JC from Unmute Presence? I'm like, yep, that would be me. So if you happen to find me, I'm not on Mastodon or Twitter or Facebook because... To be honest, I don't use those social networks anymore. A long story, which I won't get to here. Uh, but you can email me. My email address is jcdjmac at gmail.com. That's jcdjmac at gmail.com. I do have a cell phone number, but I'm not going to give it out here because it's personal. Email is the best method. Um, I also text via iMessage because my email is also linked to iMessage but make sure you ask me first because I don't want to receive messages or emails from spammers so please 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 ask me first before I continue because if you don't ask me then I'll just ignore you and you know call it that so (laughs) but I'm on email and that's the only way you can get a hold of me but again ask me for permission first before I uh, converse via iMessage and or email and also FaceTime too. But again, ask me for permission and uh, feedback is needed. Uh, if you do like my content and like what I do. And uh, again, you can find my podcast. It's vision cast with JC and friends. That's V I S I O N C A S T with JC. That's capital J capital C and sign. And that's with the and symbol attached friends so that's how you can find the podcast and uh, hopefully i'll be looking forward to hearing all of you on my podcast in the near future because we are looking for participants so the more the merrier all right well thanks jc we appreciate it and everyone else we'll see you next time 